Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Justin Bieber has announced he is canceling the Bieber World Tour, and it's being reported that the reason for this is he continues to suffer from Ramsey Hunt syndrome, meaning his face is partially paralyzed. Now, I feel bad for this guy, man. Ramsey Hunt syndrome is a condition that typically affects people who are over 60 years old, and Bieber just turned 29, so it must be, must be terrible to be 29 and to be suffering this, this partial paralysis, inhibiting your ability to go on a world tour and be an influential person. Now, of course, many are wondering how Ramsey Hunt could affect such a young person. But, you know, these things happen. I mean, Justin Bieber just they say it's caused by the shingles virus, you know, and it just happens and it hits the nerve and then your face is, is impacted. And, um, you know, it's sad. Uh, we saw that uh, MSNBC host, she got a cold and then uh, uh, the common cold caused pericarditis and myocarditis. And, and now she's on permanent medication and she can't exercise anymore. It's crazy that, uh, you know, these things are happening. And then you have um, a lot of people having heart attacks, a lot of young people having heart attacks and strokes. And uh, it's just crazy, you know, just all of these things happening, you know, just right now must be all that uh, erythritol. That everyone keeps talking about that artificial sweetener they're reporting, you know. So uh, here's the news. The Daily Mail reports healing comes first. Fans send Justin Bieber well wishes as he cancels the remainder of his Justice World Tour amid health woes. Bieber has canceled the remaining dates of his Justice World Tour with the announcement being made Tuesday. The singer who turned 29 on Wednesday is thought to have cut the tour short due to his ongoing recovery from Ramsey Hunt syndrome. Many fans were quick to send messages of support, et cetera, et cetera, announcing the news was the tour's official Twitter page. It's a big bummer. Look at this. Tour canceled. Wow, man. He's 29 years old. What is going on? I'm, I'm going to be 37 in a week. And I'm out here. I was, I'm, I'm doing spins and flips and whatnot. And this dude's just singing. I just did a music video. How I'm 12 years old. It's crazy. I mean, these things happen. I mean, in all seriousness, though, I mean, stuff does happen. It is sad. Uh, a bummer. Justin Bieber, here's, the, uh, here's the, 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 the announcement. Justin Bieber has officially canceled the remaining dates of his Justice World Tour. Check in with your point of purchase for refunds on your tour dates. Like, what's going to happen, man? They say no action is required to obtain a refund. It will be processed to the original method of payment used at the time of purchase. Once funds are received from the event organizer, which is completed in 30 days, including Asia. And uh, look at all this, man. Everybody's saying, wish you well, man. Hope you get better. And uh, look at this picture. Yo, what happened to Bieber's face? 
his is 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 partially paralyzed. Take a look at this. This is Ramsey Hunt syndrome. Ramsey's Ramsey Hunt syndrome occurs when a shingles outbreak affects the facial nerve near one of your ears. In addition to the painful shingles rash, Ramsey Hunt syndrome can cause facial paralysis and hearing loss in the affected ear. Ramsey Hunt syndrome is caused by the same virus that causes chickenpox. Look, man, I know a lot of people are going to want to come out and say they think they know what caused this. And I, I know, I know, I hear you, I hear you. I just want to say this about any ailment and anybody suffering. There's no gloating. There's 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 no I told you so. There's none of that because, look, man, karma is a bitch. And let me just warn all of you to have compassion and, you know, wish wish Justin Bieber the best. Hopefully he'll have a speedy recovery. And I really do mean it because you get what you give. It's funny. The idea of karma exists. Seems like most people have experienced something in their lives, which is like, hey, if you do bad things, bad things happen to you. Not always. Sometimes bad things just happen to you. It's true. But I've learned in my life, man, don't gloat. Don't don't mock because you want to come out here and mock Justin Bieber. And then you surprise, surprise, you wake up the next day and you got the same thing going on. The doctor tells you it's chicken pox, man. It's the Ramsey. It's Ramsey Hunt syndrome. And then what are you going to be like? Well, you know, I remember during the monkey pox thing. Everybody was was saying that monkeypox was being transmitted by, you know, like two dudes hooking up. And that is what they were reporting. I mean, that was the main reporting. But I was like, look, man, monkeypox can be spread through skin to skin contact. So just calm down a little bit, because one day you're going to wake up with monkeypox on your hand and someone's going to be like, I know where that came from. You're like, no, dude, I swear that's called karma. So. In the in the monkeypox story, let's just uh, make sure we call it the bad people who did bad things. I'm just saying with Justin Bieber, ain't no making fun of this guy. I don't think that's appropriate. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of people saying I, t- I told you so kind of stuff. And it's like, OK, OK, look, 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 just 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 keep it in mind, man. One day you might wake up with this, too. It does happen. Here's the issue I take with this story and why I think it's important. Everybody talks about it. You know, all of this is happening right now. I got to tell you, man, when this many coincidences happen, I usually go buy lottery tickets. What's a lottery ticket? Six coincidences and you're a billionaire? Sure. We got people dying. We've got facial paralysis. We've got MSNBC hosts getting myocarditis and pericarditis. We've got athletes dropping dead, having heart attacks. We've got teenagers having heart attacks. Something's going on. Now I know. Here's what we see in the mainstream, in the political conversation. On the right, they blame the vaccine. Don't look at me. Go talk to your doctor. All right. On the left, they're acting like it's not even happening. That's what freaks me out. OK, so 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 Justin Bieber has fa- partial facial paralysis. He's canceling his tour and y'all are going to act like this is normal. Selena Gomez, she has I think she had lupus. It happens. People have ailments. People get sick. The idea that everyone's invincible and you'll never see someone doesn't mean it's going to be all part of some conspiracy or cover up. But the problem I'm facing right now with all this is, like I said, young people having heart attacks a lot. And what are they saying? They're saying erythritol is causing it. Artificial sweetener used in keto diets is causing blood clots, strokes and heart attacks. Okay, well, I don't like erythritol. It gives me a tummy ache. So I don't eat it. So I'm good, I guess. I mostly cut out the sugars, but I had like a, I had a Coca-Cola in a bottle yesterday. But this is glass bottle with real cane sugar. So I'm not like, you know, hardcore dieting or anything like that. Although I did cut out sugar for the most part, lost a lot of weight. How about that? I'm just saying, if you don't, if there's not an honest assessment over what's going on right now, people are going to look at this 
and they're going to believe what they believe. That's it. That's it. Because humans look for patterns. What's that thing, paradilia or whatever it's called, where you can see a face anywhere? You can look at something and then find a face in it. That's because humans look for patterns and they look for, for the faces of people they interact with. If people are seeing tons of stories of athletes dying, of 20, a 20 year old girl yesterday dying, Justin Bieber's now shutting his tour down. Eric Clapton's hands got paralyzed. Yo, they're going to say outright, hey, I think I know what this is all about. But I'll put it this way. I'll say this. The one thing I think everyone should consider if you do think it's vaccine related is that we administered hundreds of millions or billions of doses of these vaccines. And so if you have a, a, a side effect rate of like 0.04%, that means you're looking at like, what, one in every, what are we talking about, 5,000 or so? Am I doing the math wrong? One in every 50,000 or so. Is that, am I, or 25,000? I'm getting the math all wrong. All right, let's do an easier number. Let's say 0.1%. All right, you're like, 99.9% of the time, nothing's going to happen. But that means one in a thousand people is going to have some kind of negative impact. It's probably much less than that. But then they go out and they give everybody four doses, five doses. They run commercials saying, do more, do more. It's possible this is all vaccine related. But it's also possible that it's well within the reported margin of, of, of uh, adverse events. It's just that how many of these shots did Justin Bieber get? Right? So here's, here's I guess, what, what I guess the point is. You will see all of these stories. And I'm not saying it is the vaccine. Okay, talk to a doctor. You get it. I'm saying that, yeah, it might be. And if someone got five of them, they're rapidly increasing the likelihood they will have a negative or adverse event from getting it. And that's what they reported. The big problem with all of this that I've always had has always been the mandates, forcing people to take a medication. I ain't all about that. And then if these adverse events are legit, and people were forced to get it, these companies aren't responsible for what happens. So who is the government? All right. I wonder if this could be the next domino to fall, as I said in an earlier segment. The next domino to fall in that they'll come out, they'll say, yeah, there are adverse events, and Donald Trump is to blame. And what does that mean for 2024? Well, it means Ron DeSantis wins. So I have to wonder about all of this. Look, I really do uh, hope Justin Bieber gets well. I got no beef with Bieber. Seems like a, he's an all right guy. But other people have pointed out to me like, come on, dude, he probably does tons of drugs. And I'm like, yeah, that's a fair point, too. You know, when, when you hear like rock stars being like, I'm suffering this ailment right now. I can't explain it, man. It's like, well, how many drugs are you doing? A, a lot are doing a whole bunch. OK, well, that might explain. I knew a guy once and he told me that he once saw a UFO and he saw aliens. And I was like, wow, how did that happen? And he was like, well, I was like, hang out at my friend's house and I was doing a bunch of drugs. And then I went outside and saw a UFO and I'm like, OK, <laughs> sorry, bro. Witness testimony scrubbed. Yeah. Anyway, man, I hope Justin Bieber gets better. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see y'all then. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online. 
up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Chicago's Beetlejuicean crackpot mayor has lost. She didn't just lose. She came in third place, which is just so sad. So sad. Sad to see her go. She lost to a guy. Well, she lost to two guys, but the main guy who's winning, Paul Vallis, his principal campaign promise is like public safety. On his website, he's got an, like his plan, but then there's a big public safety and report crime. I'm from Chicago. Y'all know that. Crime's a big problem. Crime has been getting worse, and Lori Lightfoot has helped make it worse, and I think she's crooked. I think she was corrupt. Now, she's out, and the people of Chicago have stood up and said, enough of this. And considering what we saw in St. Louis the other day, I think people are finally getting fed up with the Democrats' pro-crime policy. I know, I can already hear all the leftist liberal commentators being like, Democrats don't like crime, Tim. You're right. They don't like crime. They like criminals. They like letting criminals out of jails. They like making sure that when a guy commits a crime over and over again, they just let him go. They like punishing you, hardworking taxpayer and homeowner, so that you can't defend yourself when a psychopath shoots and executes a homeless man in broad daylight. You know, they got this story out of St. Louis, just so crazy. A dude just slowly puts his, you know, loads the gun, chambers around. It takes like a minute and a half. And then he executes a homeless guy. Everybody just watches. I should say everybody. It's not like everybody in the world is there. There's like a guy watching and filming, telling people what's going on. Well, the reality is, and most people know this, the way Democrats have run these cities, if you intervene, you go to jail. That's right. And this is the best they can do. They can vote this person out. Now, I think there's a lot of interesting things going on here as it pertains to crime and how people feel politically. But Lori Lightfoot's loss could, it could mean something bigger. It could mean something bigger for the rest of this country, because right now we're kind of in this in-between phase. Republicans, of course, won uh, the House. They didn't take the Senate. And I think the big reason there is federally ballot harvesting plays the biggest role and uh, Republicans need to get on their game. Republicans were late to the party with with uh, Win Red versus Act Blue as well. If you're not familiar, Act Blue was a digital fundraising platform that Democrats set up a while ago, and it took Republicans years to catch up to that, playing, uh, uh, playing an old game. Now, I think because of crime, we may see something tremendous happen in 2024. I think Republicans are going to start picking up the slack on ballot harvesting and ballot chasing. And then you are going to see a wave of regular people say enough. Here's what I find really fascinating. You take a look at the racial demographics in voting. And what do you find? The guy named Garcia, he won the areas of Chicago where Hispanics live. Lori Lightfoot, she won the area of Chicago where black people live. And the other guys get a lot of their votes from the areas that are predominantly white. Yeah, that's an untenable situation for all of you, for all of us. Okay, the idea that we put up candidates for for a political office and they just win the votes based on their race. I think that's something people should consider, especially considering all the hubbub over uh, Scott Adams. But let's let's read this, go through the data and let's talk about what crime is doing to the Democratic Party. 
They supported it, and now they will reap what they have sown. Fox News says, Lori Lightfoot, a Democrat, lost her reelection bid Monday night, and critics are celebrating the end of her term. Under Lightfoot, Chicago has seen soaring crime rates, which became a theme of her opponent's criticism. In 2021, homicides in Chicago rose to the highest numbers in 25 years, outpacing other crime-ridden cities like New York City and L.A. Throughout her tenure, the mayor has been blasted for her poor relationship with law enforcement as the city's police department lost a significant number of officers in recent years amid the rise in crime. Lightfoot faced challenges from eight other candidates in the mayoral race, but failed to make the runoff after finishing the election in third place. Well, Paul Vallis, he's the guy who got first place. He's going into a runoff against, I think, Brandon Johnson. And uh, take a look at his website. You go to his website and what do you see? Share your crime story. I, I just that <laughs> I found that really funny. Paul's plan. What would Paul do? And then you can see there's a drop down menu, education, economic development, women's health and safety, reducing youth violence, aging in place, Chicago's pension crisis, environmental justice, reducing homelessness, accountability and transparency. But then literally right next to it at the top, public safety. That's it. That's all anyone cares about. And I'm, I'm not surprised if you come to me and you're like, I, you got to vote for me because I, wa- I want to talk to you about, you know, we got these recycling bins. OK, I'm going to be like, uh huh, recycling bins. OK, well, you know, I don't like pollution, I guess. And then while you're while you're pitching me this, a guy walks up with a gun, points it at me and takes my wallet. I'm going to be like, how about you do something about that? These videos that come out of Chicago are quite horrifying. Now, of course, with uh, the defeat, what do you think Lori Lightfoot had to say? Well, you know ousted Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who who lost re-election bid with just 17 percent of the vote, claims she was treated unfairly because she's a black woman in America, despite overall crime soaring by 52 percent in a year. I think when the people of your city are seeing a 52 percent increase in crime, they're starting to worry. And perhaps they're starting to think that you're on the side of the criminals. I think that's probably a fair point to say. There's a bunch of stuff going on with how Democrats are running cities. I just want to give an honorable mention to it. Maybe we'll come back to Atlanta's wealthiest suburb, Buckhead, inches closer to seceding from crime ridden city and could be up for a vote as soon as today. We should probably come back to that one. We should come back to that one. I want to talk to you all about Chicago. And uh, actually, this one kind of freaked me out. Let's talk about what's, you know, Scott Adams was talking about segregation. You've got critical race theorists talking about segregation. Take a look at this from The New York Times. Chicago mayor election results. So I wanted to know, what is the driving force behind the ousting of Lori Lightfoot? Are, are people waking up and being like, we can't have none of this crime, you know, no more. Got, you got to get her out of there. Or was it something else? And uh, <laughs> I think it's something else. I think crime plays a role. Don't get me wrong, but take a look at this. So first, I want to know, what are the hard numbers? Paul Vallis got 172,000 votes, 33.8%. Brandon Johnson got 103,000. Lori Lightfoot got 86,952. Uh, th- and Jesus G. Garcia got 70,006. You can see that Lori Lightfoot, she didn't, she didn't make the cut. Now, here's the interesting thing. Lori Lightfoot won her last election in a runoff where she only ended up with like 90,000 votes in the first place. And there were so many people running, she had the most, she ended up winning. It's a split vote. This is the problem with first past the post elections. So I don't know if I actually, I don't think I have the ballotpedia pulled up. I don't. 
But uh, on Ballotpedia, I was looking at the previous election. She gets like 92,000 votes, putting her in first place. So it goes to a runoff between her and second place. And then she gets 386,000. But that means most people didn't want her. Most people didn't vote for her. But when you split the vote this way, that's what you get. This is a story I remember from Egypt. And uh, y'all that are big fans that watched every single episode of my show know I've talked about this. In, uh, when, the, when the revolution happened in Egypt, what was it, like 2012 or 2013? You get all of these political parties emerging to try and replace the military dictatorship. Eight of 10 are secular. Two of 10 are Muslim. However, all the Muslims vote for the Muslim party no matter what. So the Muslim, I think it was like the Muslim Brotherhood. Maybe not. But uh, what happens is 80% of the people wanted a secular government, but they split their vote. So the largest single party to get the votes with like 20% was a, a, an Islamic political party. Guess what happens? A year later, you get another revolution because people are like, no, we don't want this. That's the problem with what's called first past the post voting. In that out of 500,000 people in the last election, 555,000, I think it was, Lori Lightfoot got 90,000 votes. So she gets to go into a runoff and then she beats the other person. Okay, fine. She wanted to run off between one other person. But most people didn't want her. They probably voted for her begrudgingly. We'll take a look at this. 172,000 goes to Paul Vallis and then Brandon Johnson. But let me show you the, uh, oh boy, let me show you the results by ward. As soon as I saw this, I went, no. Because I know Chicago and I know what this map means. And do you know what this map means? So you can see here uh, who won. Well, you got the colors. Paul Vallis is maroon. Brandon Johnson is the burnt orangish yellow. Lori Lightfoot's purple. And Jesus G. Garcia is green. And I immediately noticed, I immediately noticed the green areas tend to be Hispanic. And the purple areas tend to be black. And the white areas tend to be white. I can't really say much about, you know, Ward 40, Rogers Park area, Logan Square. Those are white areas too. So, um... Let's talk about politics, my friends. Let me take, I want you to take a look at this. And now I want you to see map of race and ethnicity by neighborhood in Chicago. And what do you see? Here's white. You can see that up here in the top left, in the right, down here on the, on the bottom left, a little bit on the bottom right, and these areas right here. These are the predominantly white areas. You can see there's a higher density of white people in these areas. All right, let's go back to the New York Times. You can see there is the bottom left. Well, the bottom right, Ward 10, is large. So to be fair, you do have down here in the bottom right, high densities of white people. And so you go back here. Yep, top left, top right, all of that. Look at that. Here's the big concentration of white people on the north side. And lo, the white dude and the other white guy get a large concentration of votes. All right, all right. Now let's take a look at the green. Jesus G. Garcia, Little Village, Ward 12. And you've got Ward 31 which is west of Logan Square. I've actually used to live there. And uh, okay, let's go Hispanic. And (laughs) come on, man. Holy crap. Okay, to be fair, to be fair, in the bottom right, you do have a a large density of Hispanic voters. And you do see Ward 10 going split between Paul Vallis and Jesus G. Garcia. But it's like still right there. Okay, look at this. 36% Paul Vallis 35% Jesus G. Garcia. Yo, people are just voting for the person who is the same race as them. Welcome to racial politics in this country, I guess. Look at Little Village, right? This whole green area, Ward 12, 14, it's all green. And then up here, and then look at the race map. 
This is Hispanic. The area with Hispanic voters voted for Jesus G. Garcia, and you can see it plain as day. I'm not so sure crime played a role other than to motivate white people to go vote. I'm, I'm, that's just the way it looks to me. You take a look at this. So you can see Ward 13. And this is I'm pretty sure this is like my area where I grew up. Ward 13 and 23. You can see it's Paul Vallis versus Jesus G. Garcia. They're the ones up against each other. You take a look in Little Village and it's Paul Vallis versus Jesus G. Garcia. That, that makes sense. But overwhelmingly, it's 58 percent Jesus G. Garcia to Paul Vallis. That's just so crazy to me. And here, Paul Vallis, 28, Jesus G. Garcia. And, uh, you know, where's uh, you got you got Paul here. You can see there you, there you go. Look at white dude, black frame glasses. Very stereotypical. This is kind of heartbreaking, you know, to be honest, but it's not surprising. All right. All right. Let's go back to the uh, static. What is this? Statistic Atlas, statisticalatlas.com. And let's do uh, black voters. And there you go. Once again, this huge section of predominantly black voters and this section right here, you then jump over and what do you get? There it is. It's just it's Lori Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot versus Willie, Will, uh, Willie Wilson. I don't even know who Willie Wilson is. Look at this. In the purple areas, Lori Lightfoot was up against Willie Wilson and nobody else. Paul Vallis doesn't even register in these areas. How can this how can we function as a society in this way? I seriously don't get it. And I think I got to be honest. I think the critical race theorists on the far left are the ones who are making it worse. They are telling you that race is the issue. And it's right there in front of our faces. When you look at the results by ward versus the racial breakdown of Chicago, to put it simply, white people voted for the white guy, black people voted for the black lady, and Hispanics voted for the Hispanic guy. That's it. You know, so I like I, I want to sit here and be like this story about crime really matters. But in the end, what matters is, can you mo- motivate enough of your race to go vote? That's freaky, man. What are you going to say? What is the left going to say? Are they going to tell me I'm wrong? Are they going to say, no, Tim, that's not correct. I'm looking at a racial breakdown of Chicago and I'm looking at the electoral breakdown of Chicago. And there is an overlap between where the black candidate did the best, where the, where the Hispanic candidate did the best and where the white candidates did the best. And the white candidates did the best in the white areas. The Hispanics did the best in Hispanic areas. And the, and, uh, the black woman did the best in the black areas. With one exception. Well, I shouldn't even say it's, it's, it's an exception. When you look at Ward 10, and, can, and you can see that it's actually split between Hispanic and white. And then you look at the vote results and it's literally split between Paul Vallis and Jesus G. Garcia. Wow. Willie Wilson. Where's a uh, Willie Wilson? Where's he at? He got 9.5% of the vote. Willie Wilson. OK. All right. Maybe maybe I'm not completely right on this one, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, let's 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 pull up Willie Wilson's uh, uh, campaign website. Can we find uh, elect Willie Wilson? All right, I'm loading up the website right here. Let's uh, let's pull this up. Early voting in downtown Chicago for municipal elections. And there he is. Willie Wilson is a black man. You know, this kind of bums me out. It really does. But I'm not surprised by it. If you look at the black neighborhoods of Chicago, they voted almost exclusively for the black candidates. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In the Latino neighborhoods, Hispanic neighborhoods, it's a, it's, it's mostly, I mean, look, Jesus G. Garcia gets 45% to Paul Vallis's 29% to Brandon Johnson's 14. So, you know, there's a lot of vote for the white dudes there. That's just it, man. In the white areas, they vote for the white guy. And then look at this. You can see in, in, in areas where it overlaps, like if you look at Ward 37 to Ward 27, you can see it's Paul Vallis 25.8 to Lori Lightfoot 25.5. Areas where you start to see a mixture of the black and white community. And then in the areas where you see a mixture of the Hispanic and the white community, you get Paul Vallis versus Jesus G. Garcia. So, uh, you know, a lot of people were ragging on Scott Adams, who probably could have made his point much better. His point was, of course, not that we should segregate, though uh, a lot of people were shocked by what he said. And I don't know if they're getting the, the actual context of what he said because of the way he said it. I'm not trying to defend the guy. What he was saying is that if, if the Democrats get the way that get what they want, if critical race theory rules the land, if affirmative action, all these things are going to be in place, then what, what else can you expect to tell someone other than this? I'm not surprised. I'm really not. I'm really not. Crime played a big role, obviously, but the only real role that it played is it motivated white people to vote. That's the truth. Paul Vallis gets 172,000 votes. Why? Because white people in white areas started voting. That's it. If you saw a bigger overlap in the white areas for Lori Lightfoot, I might, I might you know, think something different, but you don't see it. Lori Lightfoot did poorly in these, more, in these wider areas. In the O'Hare area, 72% for Paul Vallis, 7% for Willie Wilson. That's, that's really interesting. And then even in many of these areas, Jesus G. Garcia, <clears throat> that's crazy, man. What do you think? Comment below. Because, uh, man, how is the left going to frame this one is, is, is I wonder. I grew up in Chicago, and I can tell you, it is one of the most racially segregated places I have ever been to. Now, when you go to a rural city and everybody's white, it's not so much that it's segregated. It's just that everybody's white. You go to Chicago and there are streets that as soon as you cross the street, you're everyone's a different race. And then they actually there's actually like unspoken uh, rules about which neighborhoods you're safe in or not. So I grew up in the Midway area. Actually, let me show you. I grew up uh, down here. I think that's Ward 13 is probably it's like the Midway area and uh, voted for Paul Vallis. It's a lot of it's a lot of white trash. I wonder how many people who live there are going to be like, hey, Tim, don't call us white trash. I'm like, bro, come on. You and I know growing up there, we were all white trash. Well, I mean, I was mixed race, so you were white trash. I was mixed race, gutter. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. But uh, I, I, yeah, I grew up down here in Chicago, and uh, there was a, uh, there's, there's a street. Actually, I can show you. I can, I can, I can actually just show you outright if, uh, if maybe I can zoom in. Is there a zoom in or something? So Garfield Ridge is where I was, and Vidham Park is right here. So let me actually zoom into this neighborhood, and I can, I can explain to you if this uh, zoom works properly. So Vidham Park, that's actually where I and Jimmy Dore are both from. Uh, crazy story, right? So Vidham Park is let's do it, white, 29% white, 
And then Garfield Ridge is 55% white. I actually lived in Vidum Park, uh, this area. L- literally, I was like one block over from it. Like two city blocks, to be fair. But uh, very, very close. I could walk there in like a minute and a half when I was a little kid. And then right above it is the Leclerc Courts. The Leclerc Courts is predominantly black, 64.2. And then you have Archer Heights. And there's a street right here. You can see, look at this, 64.2% black, right below it, 1.7 in Vidum Park. Let's do uh, Hispanic. And I think Hispanic makes up the difference. So Vidum Park is, how is it 66? Wait, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vidum Park is 29% white, mostly Hispanic. And then Garfield Ridge is mostly white. You cross into the Leclerc Courts was 47th Street. Um, If you've heard me talk about it, you now see here is the statistical proof of what I was talking about. When we would hang out at Vidum, you got 47th Street to the north and then everything below. And when you crossed that, you were in a black neighborhood and below it was a mixed Hispanic white neighborhood. And then if you went a little bit further, Garfield Ridge is Vidum Park's very, very small area. So you go to Garfield Ridge, it's mostly white. Clearing is mostly white. And then Chrysler Village, I think this is, uh, uh, yeah, white. And so then you got uh, Ford City. Oh, man, Ford City. Ford City Mall. We used to go hang out there. You cross the street, you're in a different racial neighborhood because it is all segregated. You know, you got that um, people like to say demographics is destiny. The Democrats have been talking for a long time about how bringing in non-white voters would help win them elections. When you look at something like this, I think it's undeniable, at least in Chicago. And it breaks my heart. I, I, I don't want to live in a world where the, the voter map is broken down by race, but it literally is the case. Don't look at me, man. I didn't make up the data and you can't deny it. The New York Times shows you outright. How crazy is that? I think for most people, it's not crazy at all. They're like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. So this, this dream of multiculturalism, yo, man, we got to get past this stuff. We got to figure out how we do this. I think the problem is with the wokeness and the critical race theorists, they're telling you, you they're telling you to vote for people based on race. They're telling you to segregate based on race. No, 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 no. We got to stop all that. You know, they talk about redlining and blockbusting. We need people to live together. All right. We need people of different racial backgrounds to see each other as people to live together. The problem right now is that they don't. And as much as the left may want to tell you there's some utopian vision of anti-racism, or whatever, they are sowing the seeds to make more of it. They are making people more racist. They are segregating in schools. They're doing black only graduation ceremonies at Ivy League colleges. So how is this serving making a, a better world? It's not. It's just making more of what I grew up seeing all the time. That's the sad reality. Race was the real reason. Crazy. That sucks, man. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. So after the Department of Energy comes out and says that COVID most likely leaked from a lab, we get the likes of The Daily Show, Colbert, liberal pundits saying, yeah, 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 but with low confidence. And come on, who's waiting for the Department of Energy to weigh in on this debate? Well, the issue is the Department of Energy actually oversees biolabs or something to that effect. And that's why they actually did weigh in on this. And that's why their opinion matters the most. But how about this from the Daily Mail? FBI director agrees with Energy Department report that COVID most likely leaked from Wuhan lab. 
and claims China is thwarting and obfuscating U.S. investigations into the virus. Well, then I will wait for Stephen Colbert to issue an apology. Now, to be fair, Colbert's take on the lab leak thing, it wasn't the worst thing in the world I've heard. And the, uh, the Daily Show's they were, they were both kind of defensive. You know, they didn't want to just come out and be like, OK, we get it. This is most likely the case, as Seamus Coughlin put it. Remember when that city with a virus factory had a virus that was similar to one being made in the virus factory uh, start spreading around the city and then infect the world? And it's like, yeah, it came from the market across the street. Can you believe that people believe that? I mean, I, of course, entertained the possibility because I just I, said, I don't know, man. You know, look, I'm not here. To, to tell you I can see the future or make predictions. But I think it's fair to say, if you've got a lab, and, and I, I will mention too, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. Always consider the context, the, the, the contextual uh, circumstances in that what did we know back then versus what did we know now? Based on what we know now, it's really easy to look back and be like, we should have all just said yes. But many of us came out and said, Probably makes the most sense at this point, considering that lab is there. But as we learned more about the NIH providing funding, or I, I'm not sure, it's, it might have been the NIAID, there's, I don't know, whatever, it's like the same institution, but Fauci providing funding to EcoHealth Alliance, Peter Daszak, who then provides the funding to the lab to do the gain of function research. Once we learn all of those things, and then it's like, okay, it most likely was the lab, right? John Stewart came out and uh, he was talking to Colbert and he said, you know, you've got the bat coronavirus research center right there and a bat coronavirus is spreading around. Why would you assume it's anything else? And they mocked him. So John Stewart now is uh, coming out and speaking out about this on his podcast, The Problem with John Stewart, talking about this issue. We've also got another video, which is really fascinating. These uh, scientists say if the U.S. didn't provide the funding, there would be no question. But as I was saying about Colbert and The Daily Show, the, the Daily Show actually made a funny point. They said, look, it's just one agency. You still have many other agencies doubting this. And that's a fair point. It's a fair point. But now that the FBI director is coming out and agreeing, I think we're on track to say lab leak confirmed. How about that? The Daily Show ended their segment with actually a really funny bit. The host, I, I don't know the guy's name or whatever. He was like, it's really funny that all of these liberals came out and they were like, it's racist. I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, it's racist to accuse China of manufacturing a virus causing the pandemic, instead accuse them of having disgusting sewer markets with we where they eat weird animals. <clears throat> I thought that he didn't say it like that, but that's basically it. It's like the left comes out and they're like, you can't blame China for this. That's racist. Blame the disgusting sewer food they eat. And it's like, yo, that's, <laughs> that's racist. That they got weird mutant viruses emerging from their disgusting sewer markets. Come on, man. It was the laboratory where they put their minds together using their raw intelligence and work ethic to manufacture bioweapons. Now, I'm not saying that's exactly what happened. They may have just been doing general gain of function research, and then you get that. And then Colbert actually, he said, you know, look, the Department of Energy oversees these labs. That's why they're, they're weighing in on this one. But there are many other agencies that doubt this. And I'm like, that's a fair point, to be completely honest. I'll give them that one. But uh, common sense dictates if a virus emerges across the street from the virus factory, don't assume it wasn't the virus factory. You know, when you uh, when what, what is the saying when you hear uh, when you hear uh, hoof beats or whatever, when you hear clopping, you don't think uh, uh, zebras, you think horses. 
So it's like you got a lab that makes viruses. A virus starts coming out. You don't just assume, well, it's probably not the virus lab. It's probably okay. But let me show you a a, a video real quick. This is from this is uh, Tom Elliott tweeting. Dr. Marty McCary, two top virologists warned Fauci about the lab leak in 2020, but changed their tune days later in the media. And then both scientists received nine million dollars in subsequent funding from the NIH. Check this out. My next question is in a recent Energy and Commerce Oversight hearing, I uh, asked the NIH director um, about the NIH's gross negligence in monitoring the EcoHealth Alliance grant and subgrant at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Uh, After admitting that we might not have all of the information and research reports from the WIV and EcoHealth, He insisted that he was sure that the coronavirus research that the U.S. taxpayer dollars funded at WIV was completely unrelated to SARS-CoV-2. And I was wondering if any of the three of you had any thoughts on that. This is good stuff. Dr. Marty McCary. The reason this is even an issue is that it's embarrassing we funded the lab. If we had not funded the lab, 100% of Americans would say this is obvious, this is a no-brainer. The epicenter of the world is five miles from one of the only high-level virology labs in China. The doctors initially were arrested and forced to sign uh, non-disclosure gag documents. The lab reports have been destroyed. They've not been turned over. The sequences reported from the lab to the NIH database were deleted by a request from Chinese scientists that called over early on and said, delete those sequences we put in the database. And two leading virologists, maybe the two... It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say... Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. um, Top virologists in the United States... Dr. Michael Farzan from Scripps and Dr. Robert Gary from Tulane ready for told Dr. Fauci on his emergency call in January of 2020 when he was scrambling soon after learning that the NIH was funding the lab, they both said that it was likely from the lab. Both scientists changed their tunes days later in the media, and then both scientists received $9 million subsequent in funding from the NIH. Woo. It's a no-brainer that it came from the lab. I mean, at this point, it's impossible to acquire any more information. And if you did, it would only be affirmative. All right. How about this one for you? Libertarian Party Mises Caucus tweets, the man on the left is Christian Anderson, a British scientist who emailed Fauci 131.20 saying the virus looks lab made. The man on the right is Christian Anderson, the guy who Fauci called on February 1st, 2020, and ordered to publicly say it wasn't lab made, which he did. Fauci then gave him a $1.88 million grant and $16 million in funding. How about them apples, huh? How about that? Let's give a shout out to our good friend, John Stewart. John Stewart recalls outrage after he backed COVID-19 lab leak theory. F you, I'm done. This is a great clip. The Let's Department play this one. Department of Energy this is from the problem, came out uh, with a report. The problem with John Stewart. 
saying that they have, they said, low confidence, but that uh, the COVID-19 was a result of a lab leak. Uh, Are you you trying to get me canceled again? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I've I've gotten so many texts being like, is John gloating? Do you feel vindicated? (laughs) No, there is no. First of all. I, I wasn't waiting for the Department of Energy to wait. Right. You know, that's one of those. You were, like, you were refreshing the Department of Energy feed. I got to give a shout out to Stephen Colbert, though, because he's the one who pointed out on his late night show, the Department of Energy oversees bio labs. So John Stewart's like the Department of Energy. Blah, what does that mean? It's like. Yeah, they do other things. Okay, so, but you know. What is the Department of Energy? <laughs> With low confidence. It's It's not about certainty or the the larger problem with all of this is the inability to discuss things that are within the realm of possibility without falling into absolutes and litmus testing each other for uh, our political allegiances as it arose from that. My my bigger problem with with that was I thought it was a pretty good bit that... All right, check this out. This is the important part. ...expressed kind of how I felt. And the two things that came out of it were I'm racist against Asian people and how dare I align myself with the alt-right. And I thought, well, that's such a peculiar, you know, and for those of you who, who don't know what we're talking about, and God, <laughs> God bless you if you don't, uh, I'd gone on Stephen Colbert's show. Uh, Stephen is a, a young up-and-coming improviser. I think you get the point. He was he was uh, told he was racist against Asians and how dare he align himself with the alt right. That's it. If you speak common sense and ask basic questions, you're a white nationalist. That's apparently uh, where they're going. That's the that's the idea, I suppose. All right. Let's read the news. Let's uh, let's give a shout out. John Stewart. FBI Director Christopher Wray confirmed the agency's conclusion the COVID pandemic was probably the result of a lab leak in Wuhan, China. Really? The agencies? Interesting. Commenting for the first time on Tuesday about the FBI's judgment, Wray reiterated his agency's initial findings from 2021, adding the Chinese government has allegedly worked to undermine the damning results. The FBI has for, has, has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. Here you are talking about a potential leak from a Chinese government controlled lab. Now, why is it that anyone would question John Stewart or anybody else for that matter when they said this if the FBI has been saying it the whole time? Interesting. Ray's comments come as the White House continues to struggle to come to a consensus on how the virus originated despite an energy department probe coming to the same conclusion as the FBI. And this will be one of Trump's biggest challenges in 2024, in my opinion. Yo, Trump, it looks like the guy who provided funding to the guy who provided funding to Wuhan that that leaked, whether accidentally or otherwise, the virus. Hey, that guy worked for you. Now, I get it. Fauci's been in government for a long time, but why didn't you fire him? That to me is absolutely crazy. Donald Trump should have fired Burke, should have fired Fauci, but he wouldn't do it. And that's a challenge for me. Now, with uh, East Palestine, with these videos that, that Trump is putting out, I think he's, he's, he's stepping up to the plate. It's a bit more traditional than it was back in 2016, but uh, I like what I see. So there, there, there are challenges right now. 
You got a lot of people saying that Ron DeSantis is backed by the war machine, by neocons, Jeb Bush types. Why would you support that? And I'm like, you know, I don't I'm not going to judge DeSantis on people around him who like him because a lot of people like him. Are people going to be like Tim Pool likes DeSantis, too, or Luke Rutkowski? No, that's stupid. They're only highlighting the bad people who like him. What about all the good people who like him? There are a lot of good people who like Ron DeSantis. But let's let's hold on there a minute. What about who Donald Trump surrounded himself with? Fauci and Burks? Come on. I think I think we can see from Trump's track record, we got one of the best presidencies, uh, if not, well, I'll say this, the best president of my lifetime, hands down, period. No questions. None. In terms of foreign policy, no question. In terms of decorum, sure. I mean, you can argue the guy has got a potty mouth. But uh, I look at DeSantis and I, I, don't, I don't see that track record. So... You know, if, if he is going to run, then there is that, that that's, that'll be a challenge for him. But his Florida track record is is amazing. It is absolutely amazing. So I'm not going to look at DeSantis and be like the people around him are bad. I'm going to look at what he's done now with Donald Trump. He's kept some bad people in and this will be a big challenge for him because now that we're learning more and more about this, it's going to come back to haunt him. The dominoes are going to fall, my friends. Right now, lab leak is the next domino to fall. But what comes next? What's the next big conspiracy theory that would be proven to be true? I don't know. You know, I have no idea. But I will tell you this as an aside, totally separate conversation. I was reading this story about some 20 year old woman who had a heart attack and died in her dad's arms. And uh, another story that said that the reason heart attacks and strokes are affecting young people is because they're on keto diets and they're eating erythritol. Must be all that uh, artificial sweetener or maybe climate change. But anyway, back to the other story about the lab leak. I wonder what the next domino to fall will be. What is the next conspiracy theory that will turn out to be true? I don't know. Don't ask me. But uh, I will say this. Donald Trump is going to have to answer for the things that happened under his watch. And while he may be the best president in my lifetime, with these things, you're going to have people asking questions. You pushed this treatment or that treatment. These things happened. I'll tell you my hypothesis. We'll cut the innuendo. I have a feeling that as the news comes out about the vaccines, you are the, the, the like the recent reports about uh, myocarditis and pericarditis. And again, talk to doctors. Don't, I'm not I'm not trying to give medical advice. I'm saying there have been reports. What's going to happen is Trump's going to keep doubling down because he wants that accomplishment and the media is going to hold it against him and say, but what about these things or otherwise? What about these stories and this story? They're going to then blame Trump and say, it's your fault. And then they will get half of the conservatives to turn on him. The long game, maybe. Whether or not vaccines are at issue, the media, in my opinion, will claim all of this stuff. YouTube, as crooked and corrupt as they are, will come out and change the rules and invert them and be like, unless you say, you know, it used to be if you said this, you were banned. Now we're going to make you say the other thing. And if you don't say the other thing, then you're banned. You see how they're going to do it? I won't be surprised because YouTube keeps changing their rules. If they come out in a year and they're like, if you don't blame Donald Trump for this, that or otherwise, well, then you're pushing medical misinformation. How much you want to bet? But here we are, ladies and gentlemen, with the FBI coming out and being like, oh, yeah, lab leak. Yeah, of course. Now, of course, the FBI has been saying this for some time. But aren't they like, isn't the Federal Bureau of Investigation probably the best assessor? I suppose if you say like the NSA and the CIA are like, nah, we're not so sure. But at this point, I think that um, that, that doctor over there, Marty uh, McCary, hit the nail on the head with the hammer. 
a Johns Hopkins professor, MD, MPH, saying if it wasn't for our funding, 100 percent of Americans would be saying it was a lab leak. But so how does this happen? Where's the common sense go? The media funded by uh, uh, special interests. They come out and they just say, you're alt-right, you're racist, and you're a conspiracy theorist if you believe the obvious, or if you at least believe the obvious is the more likely answer. I love it. Occam's razor. In the absence of evidence, the solution that makes the least amount of assumptions tends to be correct. There's a city with a biolab, BSL-4. They do research on coronaviruses, bat coronaviruses. A bat coronavirus escaped and started infecting humans. Or I should say, a bat coronavirus started infecting humans. We don't have a video or direct evidence of whatever that link is. We don't have the sequencing data because, as he said, they, they got rid of it. But the least amount of assumptions is the city with the virus factory probably accidentally released the virus. Or I should say, I shouldn't even say accidentally because it makes an assumption. We just don't know for sure. So, my friends, how many people do you know desperately tried to cling on to that narrative? I had a friend of mine a week or two ago who was just like, we're driving in the car and they were saying, like, I think it probably just came from the wet market. And I'm like, so you think that the virus, which originated in bats, which emerged across the street from a lab that researches bat coronaviruses, did not leak the virus and that it emerged accidentally because someone traveled a thousand miles to pick up a bat brought to a wet market across the street from the bat virus factory? Come on, man. It's like, are you just trying to sound like you fit in? Do you have original thoughts that you can stand up on and say, this is what I believe. I don't care if you don't agree. That's where we need to be. Okay. Now for me, look, guys, I'll tell you, if I don't know, I'll say I think something is, 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 is likely or probable. And if I, I think the evidence suggests it's true, I'll say the evidence suggests it's true. What I don't like doing is coming out and being like, I know definitively, and it's a fact that I, that I just don't like. So let's, let's, we'll drop the innuendo from earlier. I think potentially the next domino to fall might be the adverse effects from vaccines. I don't know for sure. I'm not a doctor. And I'm not going to come out and tell you that there is something that's definitive unless I have evidence, hard evidence. There have been some studies about myocarditis and pericarditis, and there have been warnings issued by, uh, uh, you know, prominent medical organizations. Talk to a doctor who knows about this stuff because they'll give you the better advice. But I'm telling you, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out and say, oh, all of these adverse events, that's Donald Trump. Donald Trump's the one who pushed it. It's his fault. How much you want to bet? Because they will sacrifice. Well, they don't have they don't have memory. They, they, these people, they, these people are willing to just say whatever. It's like they forget everything. It's like, yo, you guys were making fun of the people who thought it came from the lab, which made the most sense. And now you're like, oh, wow. Would you look at that? It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. I have to wonder sometimes. It really does feel like we're in a simulation. Hey, I worked that one in, right? That there are people who are mindless zombies. They're NPCs. Remember the great meme war? 2016, Donald Trump gets elected. The great meme war. It was crazy because you get the NPC meme. 
that implies there are people who are non-player characters. They're not really there. They're not thinking. They're not functioning. And then you look around at all these people who are like, I think it probably didn't come from the lab because CNN said so. And you're like, dude, are you joking? Is there is how could you conclude that? It makes me wonder. It does. And um, how many people are hiding? How many people believe a lot of things and they won't say it publicly? I'll say this. The good news is there have been some prominent athletes and celebrities who have privately messaged me before saying they won't speak up because they'll lose their jobs. And I now see them tweeting. Now I see them tweeting, dipping their toes in. It's starting to feel safe. That's the point. As long as we do videos like this, as long as y'all share videos like this, as long as y'all speak up yourselves, which is more important, more people will feel safer and comfortable to come out and say, what is the obvious? What makes the most sense? But I'll tell you, the pressure of cancel culture is real. You got a lot of people who work in these companies that will, you know, get woke and go broke or whatever. And I think people on the right who aren't subjected to that don't understand how scary and terrifying and, and, and nerve wracking it is when Antifa shows up to your house, banging on the windows, screaming, f- launching fireworks at, at you and things like that. So people just bend to the terrorism. It's time we uh, stop. You know, just 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 stop. Surprise, surprise. The FBI is saying the same thing. Hmm. OK, well, good for John Stewart. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. I'm going to show you all this video of children being brought to a BDSM kink show. Gays Against Groomers tweets, the parent that takes their children to events like this should lose custody of their children. And the companies and people that put that uh, put them on should be locked up. Absolutely revolting. So here is a video. It says no one is going to gaslight me and tell me to accept this ish in the name of inclusion. This video, in my opinion, is probably inappropriate for uh, all audiences. Well, not all, but, you know, for for people under a certain age. But, uh, well, there's children present. And the left says this is totally inclusive and fine. And, like, there's a baby and there's another baby and another baby and another baby. And I'll tell you this. YouTube, if you demonetize this video, you are bigoted and transphobic because they have children there. So any advertiser that rejects this is a bigot and may as well be a hate group. So don't make me have to call you out. Now, I don't know which companies, because it's all programmatic ads, meaning that like YouTube just runs ads. I have no idea who's advertising on these channels. But uh, I'll just say any, uh, any of the advertisers that refuse to advertise on this, they're transphobic. Here's the video. You ready for this? Yeah. So there's no sound. The video first shows a guy in bondage straps swinging around in front of babies for some reason. I have no idea why they're bringing children and babies to this, but this ain't even the worst one. And he spins. Here's a guy in a thong, an adult man in a thong doing some kind with, I don't know, I don't know what he's, he's just, yeah, marching around in a thong, a G-string in front of children. Why? And then there you can see the baby on the ground. No one is going to gaslight me into accepting this. Yes, my friends, pedos are grooming your children, and these people are bringing their babies to this stuff. Look at this. Uh, I got to say, I I somewhat agree. I somewhat agree. Gays Against Groomers says the parents that take their children to these events should lose custody of their children. Well, here's the challenge. That might be the point. So here's what happens. 
in the future. These events go on. And then you end up with conservatives winning. And they then come out and say, if you brought your kids to these events, we are taking your kids from you. The parents then go, but I just wanted to show my child adult entertainment. And you're like, yeah, you're crazy. Here's the problem. What do these kids then become wards of the state? That ain't improving anything. Then some liberal wins. Now they have all these wards of the state and they just bring the drag queens into the government institutions. Yeah, that's what they've already been doing. So what the state takes the kids and then what puts them in a school with more drag queens? Here's Fox News. Drag queen forces child to leave class for denying 73 genders. School teaches anal sex to 11 year olds. Wow. Students were reportedly shown how skin grafts could be used to craft an artificial penis. If you still have your kids in these schools, you have no excuse. We had um, Josie, the redheaded libertarian on the show. She was living up in, I think it was Massachusetts. And then one day her daughter came out to her as a lesbian, her nine-year-old daughter. And she asked her daughter, like, do you like girls? And she goes, no. Said, well, then you're not a lesbian. The school was trying to trans her kid, telling her daughter that she was actually gay and grooming her for this. It's so weird. Why? I found other stories. I have other friends who tell me the exact same thing. Their young daughters come home and they say, like, one friend said that their daughter came back and said that she was pan, pansexual. And she was like, that means you like kissing girls. And she went, what? No, I don't. It's like, that's what pan means. She was like, no, I thought it just, they said it means you like everybody. She's like, it's pan. Like, what are they teaching you in these schools? Well, it's right here. They're grooming your kids and it is getting worse. They say the Isle of Man government has suspended sex education at schools after a drag queen allegedly forced a student to leave class for refuting the concept of 73 genders. (laughs) 73. That's bigoted. There's 729. You can't just say 73. A petition from parents of students attending Queen Elizabeth II High School previously called for an immediate investigation into the curriculum. The petition was addressed to the school's head teacher, Charlotte Clark, and signed by more than 500 people. We consider the attendance of a drag queen in class and alienating students clearly confused about the information discussed during the session wholly inappropriate. Speaking with Energy FM Maroun Parish Commissioner, Vice Chairman Eliza claimed that children as young as 11 were taught by a drag queen and told there are 73 genders. One student responded that there were only two genders, which prompted the drag queen to say, you've upset me, and ask the student to leave the class. Yes, there are only two genders. I'm sorry. Genders are not absolute. They are social in nature. Biological sex isn't, but they overlap with each other tremendously. That is to say, someone who is a tomboy is still a woman. A female who wears overalls and works on an oil rig, is still a woman. They don't become a man simply because they're doing things that are typically associated with masculinity. You see how that works? So even though we can say the social functions around uh, uh, biological uh, sexes, we would define as genders, even though we would like you would define it that way, it doesn't change the fact that a biological female who is lifting weights and likes women is still a woman. So it's weird that they try to, to, to do this stuff. But I guess the end result is just to destroy the system. The representative also alleged that one of the groups, one, one group of students was taught how to perform anal and oral sex. Yeah, 11 year olds. 
Another group was shown how scrim- skin grafts are taken from a patient's arm to create an artificial penis. You see, this is the craziest thing to me. What is the purpose of penile inversion va- vaginoplasty? That is when they take an adult male, well, typically, uh, because you can't do it to a kid because they don't have enough material, and they invert the genitals to create a wound for which another male can penetrate to have sex with. Well, advertisers, if you got a problem with this subject matter, you're bigots. Well, I mean, you're paying for it. You're supporting these things. Your employees are supporting these things. You can't have it both ways. You see these, uh, these, these school board hearings where a parent comes in and is reading a book like Gender Queer. And then they go, whoa, 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 you can't read that here. It's inappropriate. We don't want to hear this. And you're like, what? How could they say that? The parent then goes, this is in a grade school library. And they're like, we don't care. Your systems have been corrupted. Don't you get it? These board members aren't, are either in on it or they don't care. They're not going to solve the problem. I remember there was that one story where a bunch of parents voted to oust the board right there on the spot. And they're like, you can't do it. It's not formal. It's not formal. We control the institution. It's like every single parent is here all saying, no, we're voting you out. We've agreed. Nope. There's a formal process by which you must file paperwork. Get out of here, dude. Confidence is all that matters. And unfortunately for a lot of people, they have confidence in the system, even when they, as a community, say no to this. So long as a larger authority comes in and says, we're doing it anyway, they say, okay. I wonder where all this goes. Clark also weighed in on the controversy and said that he had viewed the video from Energy FM circulating on social media related to the outcry from parents. Pupils were told about sex change operations. Having viewed a video which is currently circulating on social media relating to the school's RSE curriculum and its delivery, we are concerned that there could be a number of inaccuracies. Oh, look at this book. What are you supposed to be? It says, said several children at once. What is it? An elementary school teacher is seen reading a book about gender to students in Richmond, California. These people are dangerous cultists. You know what's funny? The left likes to criticize Christians. And uh, I'm watching 1923, and they really just hate Catholics. Okay. They really just demonize them. But like, what's the worst case scenario for someone being raised Christian? Well, I grew up, went to Catholic school. And uh, the worst thing that happened was I cried when I didn't do my homework. Then I went to public school and people regularly did not do their homework and no one cared. And I was like, huh. So then what's the point of doing any of this? But that was it. You raise someone to be Christian and the worst case scenario is they're a Christian. You bring this cult ideology to kids and the worst case scenario is they sterilize themselves or an adult will sterilize them because they don't know better. So, yeah, you want to criticize religion and Christianity? I remember when we had this big debate about genital mutilation, and there was concern because Dearborn, Michigan, was seeing high instances of female circumcision. And we all thought, like, everyone was like, yo, this is really bad. You shouldn't do this. Feminists were outraged. Now feminists are actively defending overt sterilization of these children and child sex change operations. Okay. That's why I say, you know, like, the left has gone insane. And that's why so many former liberals and feminists are now conservatives, apparently. But that just means the conservative base is big. Making a liberal into a conservative, telling a liberal they're conservative now, but they hold the same views, doesn't get rid of the actual conservatives. It just makes the right much bigger. 
Well, if you stand by and you don't say anything about this and you keep your kids in these schools, that's your problem. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I'll see you all shortly. Have you guys seen the new trailer for the film Peter Pan and Wendy? It is being disliked into oblivion. At least that's what Cosmic Book News says. And I didn't even know about this controversy. I just watched the trailer and I went, ooh, cringe at so many levels. Okay, first, they cast a young black woman to be Tinkerbell. And I half don't care about this, but it's all of the things together. For the most part, I don't care if someone of a different race wants to play a character that was typically, you know, one race or the other, unless it like matters to the story. Like with The Little Mermaid, they cast a young black woman to be Ariel, but Ariel is like a white redhead. And so they got a black woman and they gave her red hair. I'm like, they bleached her hair to do this. Isn't that more racist? Just let her have black hair. No, Ariel has red hair. So the black woman has to have red hair. And I'm like, then cast a redhead. But whatever, I don't really care. If the movie's good, the movie's good. The problem is the movie looks like crap. Not only do you have outrage over the, um, I don't know, the, the casting of a black woman as Tinkerbell. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. You actually have this scene where they just had to put it in the trailer where Wendy is like, you're the lost boys, but you're not all boys. And then the, these two black girls are like, so? And it's like, <laughs> Come on. You don't got to bash us over the head with it. Let me play the clip for you. Here we go. You <laughs> Let's play it. Are you... Lost boys. Every last one of us. But you're not all boys. So? <laughs> but you're not all boys. So? Then why put that line in there at all? Or why not just have the young women be like, we're actually boys. You just can't tell. We identify that way. Yeah, well, I guess. So it's getting disliked into oblivion. Check this out. Similar to The Little Mermaid, fans are also disliking the new Peter Pan and Wendy trailer. The trailer was released. Oh, 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 let me just pause right there. I no longer have a Disney Plus subscription anyway, so I'm not going to be watching any of this stuff. Ever since they thanked the people running the Chinese Uyghur concentration camps, I, discon- I, I, stopped, I shut my membership off. At the time, I had bought a year in advance. You could, you could do like a yearly membership. I canceled right away. Then it expired. I'm done with it. So I'm not going to be watching this garbage anyway. They say the trailer released on Tuesday for Disney Plus, where it has been watched over a half million times. Fans aren't happy with what they're seeing, judging from the likes to dislike ratio. It's actually way worse, like 150,000 dislikes now. YouTube has removed the ability to see dislikes. Various browser extensions re-enable the feature. And you could see at the time of this article, it was minus, it was, it was disliked 63,000 times. It's uh, more the same over at IGN YouTube channel, which is 11,000 dislikes to 1.7 likes. This year returned to Neverland. Okay, there's so much wrong with this trailer that made me hate it. First, it was the, but sure not all boys. Then why would they call themselves the lost boys? That's so dumb. Why include that? And just call them the lost children or the lost people or whatever you want to call it. The other thing I find really cringy is this scene right here. Let me play for you. So they're about to leave. 
It looks very far, very away. far away. It's closer than you think. So they all start flying. But like, for some reason, they blow up Big Ben. I, I'm just like, it's reminiscent of V for Vendetta, I guess. All the kids are standing on Big Ben, and they have like pixie dust on them, and they're going to fly to Neverland, and then Big Ben explodes. Why? Then there's like, okay, watch this. The pirates fire cannonballs at them while they're flying. It's like, oh no, oh no, a bunch, of, <laughs> a bunch of flying kids. What is that you're afraid of, my love? afraid of, my love. Perhaps I don't want to grow up. The past in your heart, but isn't it racist to have like the Native Americans in outer space or whatever? But the other thing, too, it's like the music is all very serious. You go from here, it's up to you. Yeah, sorry, it, it doesn't work for me. I mean, the show might be well made or whatever, but I'm just really sick of the ham fisting of everything. It's all cringe, dude. Here we go. TMZ got the report. Twitter is pissed over Black Tinkerbell. Would rather have new POC characters. That's always been my position. I don't really care if you hire an actor to play a character. It's like, it's not real people. You know what I mean? And I don't want to preclude. Be like, you're not never allowed to play this character because of your race. That's kind of dumb. If it matters for the character, then okay. Like, if you're going to cast a white supremacist character in a movie about Nazis, you might want to consider not having the person be black because that kind of defies the idea behind it. Tinkerbell, I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, I get it. Tinkerbell is blonde hair, blue eyed little fairy. And they cast a young black woman to play the character. Naturally, people wanted to see the character come to life. And they feel like this is not the way to do it. I, I don't care as much about that. What, I'm, what, what, I, what I don't like is the clear, like, hand-me-down, hand-me-downing of characters. So you got Spider-Man. So they're like, let's make an Afro-Latino Spider-Man. Just make a new hero with a good story. Nope, nope, nope. We're going to make Iron Man, but it's a black woman now. And it, it's just like, isn't that like more disrespectful that you can't write an original character. You know, you're just recycling the same thing. That's all they do. They say, in case you missed it, Disney dropped the trailer for the live action film Tuesday with fans getting a first look at Yara Shahidi as everyone's favorite pixie. But a bunch of people are complaining about the switch up saying it feels like the company's more interested in image than inclusivity. Okay, I just gotta say this right now. You take Ariel, you get a young black woman to play her, and then you dye her hair red. And I, I, my response is, why would you do that? Well, because Ariel has red hair. Then cast a redhead. Why take away the natural color of this young black woman's hair to fit the character? Because Ariel's supposed to be a redhead. Fine. Then why didn't they dye this black woman's hair blonde and give her blue eyes? Tinkerbell has blonde hair and blue eyes. I suppose you could argue in the book. I don't know if they describe Tinkerbell as blonde hair and blue eyes, whatever. Uh-oh. Oh, no. The woke crowd is actually angry. Alex, he, they, says Dizzy couldn't care less about making new stories with POC characters. They just put POC people to play white characters, and that shows how lazy Disney is, how racist this is. It's like they don't think people of color deserve their own stories. Here, here, woke friend. Here, here, he, they. I've been saying this the whole time. Make new characters. They don't do it. But I think it's funny that the backlash is actually coming from the left, and it's rather unsurprising. Disney thought they could placate woke people by being like, we're going to make a bunch of white characters black and put girls in the Lost Boys. And all that ends up happening is the left gets mad at you. Stop pandering to people who are lying. Oh, man, just just throw their money away. You don't need it. Stop chasing after it. This is what I would say to basically anybody who demands I get on my knees and pander to them and what they think. 
No, I'm not going to trap myself there to chase after the bucks because some people are like, Tim, if you don't do what I want, then I'm going to cancel this or I'm going to stop watching. Fine. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm not going to sit here and be like, actually, I'm going to pretend to be outraged, too, because I want money more than principle. Disney, this is what you get. You deserve it. You lost me as a customer and you'll lose everybody else on the left because no matter what you do, you're a racist. So how about you make Tinkerbell the way Tinkerbell looked in the movie? Then nobody can complain about it. People are going to be like, why aren't you putting this character in the movie? Well, I'll tell you this. If you made Tinkerbell blonde hair and blue eyed, ain't nobody going to complain but the woke. But when you make Tinkerbell a black woman, the woke still complain. So what is the point of doing it? Yeah, fine, whatever. Burn yourselves to the ground. One person said Tinkerbell's iconic look is literally the blonde hair and blue eyes. Nothing wrong with a loose representation, but why keep changing ish that already has a staple look? Look at look at this. Tenian, a dove, cam- uh, a dove Cameron para. Oh, I was like, what is this? Oh, it's Portuguese or something. Hacer de Tinkerbell or is it Spanish? Uh, they're basically saying like, hey, oh, yeah, Dove Cameron could have played. Is that is that Cameron Diaz's kid? Looks kind of like her. Could have played Tinkerbell. And like Tinkerbell's in a bunch of other media, too, as blonde and blue eyed. Like who, who cares if she is or isn't? As for who would make a great uh, uh, fit for Tink, Twitter's got the answer. A bunch of folks are saying longtime Disney Channel alum Dove Cameron would would have fit the, filled the role perfectly. Yes, but we don't live in that world anymore. So they've decided to go um, cast a black woman as Tinkerbell. And for a lot of what happens, is you'll get people like my age. We grew up, we were little kids. We watched Peter Pan and we're like, that's not Tinkerbell. It does not look like the film we saw. And so I don't think it's racism. What I think it is, is it's offending your nostalgia, right? They make these films because they're hoping you go, oh, I remember Aladdin and I remember Lion King and blah, blah, blah. They want you to relive the adventure of when you were a child. But then they go in and they fundamentally change everything to the point where it's not. And it's like an uncanny valley where now you're looking at something and you're like, no, that's not what it was. It's supposed to be this way. I got a solution for you, Disney. Make new characters. Because then people would watch Little Mermaid. And they would see a white little mermaid with red hair and they would go, wow, it's Ariel come to life. And then Ariel would land on a ship and there would be Prince Eric or whatever. A, a uh, who, who you get, you can get um, Jared Leto to play him or something. Dark hair, blue eyes. And then there's a strapping new companion, a heroic sailor named, you know, Winston, who is a black dude or Afro Latino or whatever. He's a new character, a strong character. He helps move the story along. He gets added to it. Nobody's going to care. They're going to be like, well, some people, well, they're gonna be like, they added a character for diversity or whatever. But you could take any character and you could make a new character. You could make a new movie. You could make new IP. Instead, it's regurgitated, recycled garbage. So, ladies and gentlemen, this concludes today's segment on Get Woke, Go Broke. The next segment will be coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.